We talk a lot about networking on this show, but a lot of people don't know how to do it. I'm going to give you some useful tips today. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Let's talk about networking. Roxy, how have you been this week? Oh, I've been fine, Sean. How have you been this week? I've been really good. Uh, Mr. Fantabulous, has your week been going okay? It's been very good, and I'm so thrilled by how natural-sounding this conversation is. It's <laughs> so... It doesn't smack of anything but caring and um, true acknowledging of someone's presence. Genuine. Very genuine. <laughs> we are joking about that because today we're talking about networking. There's an old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And as a young actor, I did not believe that at all. But as I get older and in this business and longer, I believe that is really, really true. I am not negating all the work you have to do for your craft. But percentage-wise, in terms of why someone gets hired, I'm thinking it's a little lower than it used to be. You have to be someone who cares about other people, easy to work with. Who was it? Tina Fey? I think you mentioned it one time, Mr. Fantavis, that said you have to hire people who you can run into at 3 in the morning in the hallway when you're all exhausted. That's exactly right. It's in her book, Bossy Pants, which I know Sean and I both love. Yes, we both love. So that's kind of what we're talking about, networking. It's also building. I said this to my daughters. One time my daughter said, well, I don't like people. I'm going to have – this is when she was younger and – of course, she'll kill me if she hear it, but she'll never listen to the show because she doesn't want to be an actress. So, But she was saying, I don't need a lot of friends. I just have a couple. And I said, well, life's going to be harder. And she was like, what does that mean? I said, the less people you know and the less people who you can show who you are and what you're made of, the less opportunities you will have. Is Was that too harsh? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a parent. But but do you feel that if you said that to a, even a colleague? Uh I don't know if it's, it's too harsh, but it resonates with me. Can I answer that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. I, it does. You, I think that... You agree, I guess on the agreeometer, where do you fall? Yes, I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, definitely agree. And Mr. Fantabulous, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the more people you know, the wider your breadth of opportunities can be. Exactly. So we're going to... But a lot of people don't know what that means. Oh, I feel like a phony. I hate going out and doing those things. Schmoozing is so fake. We're going to break that down today. We're going to talk about real tips. Um, But before we do that, oh, but as always, Miss Phenomenal, Roxy Stryer. Hi, Sean. And Mr. Fantabulous, Jeff Graham in the book. I'm here and I'm excited. All right. But before we do, we're going to talk about my week. Okay. I had a great call back for someone I taped um a few weeks ago it was a i don't think i'm going to talk about specifically of the project since this is an evergreen show and i don't i believe in jinxing so i don't want to do it but can you say what type of project yeah i will it was a very large nationwide casting call uh she taped with me we worked on it like three weeks ago and yesterday she was asked to come in with only like 10 other girls and read for uh, a tape that was going to go straight to the producers. Wow. Yeah, so that was really good. So she kept in touch. She was always very pleasant to work with. So when she reached out, hey, last minute, can I work with you? Absolutely, because she's a pleasure to work with. And do you feel like uh, she wouldn't have necessarily gotten to that level without working it? I think she's transitioning from being a stand-up into acting, and she's navigating, you know, one is very much your point of view, and one is that you write, and one is a writer's point of view and a producer's point of view that you need to perform. So just becoming, you know, not the only person that you have to deal with, but obviously a lot of people's point of view, writing, and uh, and working with people. So that's why she's using me at this time, and I think she's going to be great. Her, I love her stand-up. Um, and then another student of mine was really, really good. And I said, I'm surprised you're not working a little more. And he said, well, I just, I said, How, what kind of theater group or classes are you? And he said, none. I just wanted to focus on my acting. And I go, but that's the wrong way to go. You want to get involved. 
He had a Facebook. Isn't that focusing on your acting, though? I don't get that. No, he literally just getting better at rehearsing, breaking down scripts. That's what he felt he really wanted to dig into. But part of the acting is being in a class, not just. And he's very good. He doesn't need a class. Let's put it that way. He does need a coach at this point, but he still needs to find his way to network and, and meet new people. So I really helped him. I also helped him how to walk into a room and network to the casting directors. And I have talked about, and I will talk about auditioning in specifics, but I always say it's like dating. When you date and have a bad date, you never walk out of there and say, I was terrible. But actors do that all the time. But it's the same thing. Two people are in the room, the casting director and you. And sometimes there's just not a mesh. And it has nothing to do with you. It just means the situation. So he called me up and said, thank you so much for everything you taught me. And I said, why? And he goes, that was a great date. It was a great date. I had a great date. That's and funny. I was really happy about that. Also, uh, my uncle passed away this week. And the reason, and you were so gracious on saying, you know, if you need to take time off, it was wonderful. But the reason I wanted to do this show is because he was such an amazing person in terms of how he talked to you, listened intently, truly cared. My best example is my high school daughter. A couple of weeks ago, we were at his, him and his wife's uh, anniversary. You were at your uncle's a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple, I'm sorry, a couple years ago. Oh. A couple years ago. And he said, oh, Sarah, how's school going? And I said, oh, she's actually doing, and he goes, hold on, she can answer for me. Sarah, how's school going? And they ended up having this amazing conversation. And I thought about this, and I wrote him a letter while he was sick and how much it meant to me. He never, even when we were like six or seven, he always sat down with you, looked you in the eye, and wanted to hear your point of view. He cared about who you were and never made us feel like, ugh, the kids. You know, send the kids to the kids' table, leave them alone. He wanted to know who you were, how you're doing. He, wanted, he was very, very interested, and he never made you feel marginalized or strange. And uh, that's kind of the impetus to go, you know what, it would have been a hard date, and maybe, maybe I could take the time off. But I want to honor him by talking about networking because he did it, and he wasn't even networking or trying to be a big businessman or anything. It's just the way he cared about people. And uh, that's so, beautiful, Sean. Yeah, thank you. So I am going to talk. Do you mind sharing about, what was his what was his name? Oh, Joe Joe Patton. Joe from Rockland, Maine. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Yeah, so great. Everybody needs an Uncle Joe. Everybody yeah, needs they. an Uncle Joe. I mean, and my my actually my brother in law is Uncle Joe, so my daughters have an Uncle Joe. Yeah, Uncle Joe was great. Joe Joe Patton um, passed away at seventy seven and was just a wonderful. One of the best uncles you could ever have. So I'm very excited to be able to honor this that point of view. Yeah, yeah, this one's for Joe. Before we talk about that, let's talk about after Buzz, which set, is the best transition ever. You set ever. me up so well Yeah, it's here, the best you know, transition I've, I've, I've had ever. to uh, segue out of quite a few things. Maybe the musical tone shift will help. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those Maybe scenes the, that you yeah. have to get to in yeah. the, the third act. Go. All right, guys, After Buzz TV, we are the ESPN of TV talk. And if you love what we do here, we have so many other shows you're going to want to check out. I mentioned it a lot, but Game of Thrones, man, it has never been as controversial as it is now. And if you're like me, you need people to talk about it with people on both sides of the fence, people who love it, hate it. And everywhere in between, After Buzz TV has that after show coverage for you and all of the other shows that you want to hear about. And the one thing that we ask from you guys in return is that you rate, comment, subscribe. Why do those things matter, Sean? Because, no, it was a rhetorical question i was not networking in this moment no, i was no, just I, but i was giving you the, to... and i was giving you the the pantomime oh, acknowledgement please continue ma'am yes. yeah, oh yeah, i get yeah. it yeah. so when you rate and when you subscribe it actually boosts our numbers so more people can find us which is really helpful because it allows us to continue this show and when you comment we read those comments and we decide what we are going to talk about the next several weeks based off of the questions comments and concerns that you guys have we implement those into our shows. So rate, comment, subscribe. It really means a lot to us. And if you don't do it now, you're going to forget. So just pause for one second. We'll wait. Well, actually, you just hit pause. We're going to yeah, continue, yeah, yeah. but you guys, because yeah. it would be awkward if we just sat That's in true. silence. That's true. Just do it now. We really do appreciate it. Now, it. Really we love quickly. you guys. Thank you so much for making After Buzz the ESPN of TV Talk.
Thank you. Thank you, Roxy, for that. You want to go back and, to and, Uncle Joe or G, no, no, so no, I can I, help you yeah, transition no, into no. your next? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, that, was a, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. But it was about living and moving on in the present, and that's what he would have wanted. That's my oh, best no, bet. That good. was my was best bet. And I'm sure <laughs> he was my loved best TV, bet. right? Was he TV? Yeah, he, he appreciated entertainment and movies. There and, you go. Yeah. There we go. So there you go. There you go. Okay. So... Why is networking important? Well, I can tell you just when you're not a good networker or you're difficult. There was a very famous actor in the 90s um, who uh, actually in the 80s who had like three huge, huge movies. Uh, one of the luckiest guys in the world but was but was known to be extremely difficult. He, there's no reason why he shouldn't be working today. But. Everybody found out. He's so, so difficult to work with. There was a woman who was on a very successful TV show. Uh, there's, Vanity Fair did a big article about it. Mr. Fontabulous clued me in. Um, she had a very successful TV show, and because of the successful TV show, got a break in a very, very huge comedy movie. Um, was difficult on the set, so they wrote her out of the TV show, and then kind of took time out of her way to diss the movie. And unfortunately, since then, she really hasn't worked that much. I honestly don't even think my little sister would know who it was at this point. Right, right, exactly, because she took a – we are so lucky to be here. I worked um, with the director of The Exorcist, William Friedkin, and I worked with him on a Showtime movie, and he just said – he turned to the whole crew one day and just said, you are so – we are so lucky mm -hmm. to be here. Do you know how many people just – would want to be on a set regardless, working on something that's actually going to be seen on a network. We're so lucky. And when you realize it and you share that with your energy and enthusiasm, it is appreciated. It's truly, truly important and really detrimental if you don't and do it the other way like I just described. So I am not saying – I did mention at the beginning – you don't have to do a good job. That's actually a piece of networking. You show up, you do a good job, you try. If I got this this job, and I've spoken about it, listen to other episodes, this podcast is because of networking, specifically. There is, there is no other – would you agree with that? There is no other way – there is no yes, other I way. Would. But there's no other way this job would have came if well, I didn't network correctly. I think that people don't necessarily always know what the term networking means okay. because they think, oh, it means going to a networking event right. or going to right. a place where there's going to be tons of people. But as we've spoken about it before, yeah. we networked with each other at Coffee Bean yes. because we were in line next to each other right. and you were a people person. So yes. sometimes just being a people person out in public yes. is networking. Yeah. And then it's the follow-up of networking right. Right. Which is making sure that the next time you see them, right. that you network with them. But then I was given an opportunity to be on Kevin Undergaro's show, The Tomorrow Show, and I handled it properly. I showed up. I was a good guest. And that – so – He was it, on time. He did his job. Time, did great stories. Job, great stories. If I had shown up, even after the networking and just crapped the bed and was rude – and didn't really show any kind of caring or enthusiasm for them, then the networking ends. So it is still important to do the work and do it well. That is part of it. So don't think I'm dismissing it. It's it's a very important facet of networking. So what is networking? Networking is just meeting a lot of different people, keeping in touch and building almost like your contacts of people that are in the business and sometimes not even in the business and having that grow because the more because everybody's got three to five things they're working on and maybe you're right for one of them you know the not even in the business part i think is so important nowadays yeah. because there are people that are financing movies that have never financed a movie right. before, but they're making money in the cannabis industry because now it's a very right. successful. So, or dentists, or dentists who have extra money, Ma or lawyers. You never or, know. You never so know. there's money people. There are marketing people. There are people you think it would never affect the movie television industry, right. but all of a sudden they have a theater in their home and yeah. they want you to do a screening there yeah. of your movie, whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. So I'm really glad you 
mentioned that it's not just the people that right. are producers, directors, actors, and right. writers. It is your network of people, which right. are all different all types, different well-rounded. types of people. So I came across. I think the penultimate book is how to win friends and influence people. To me, I avoided it for decades because I thought it was such a callous, manipul- manipulative, gross title. So I have not read this yet, Sean, because of that reason. And I'm hoping that you can convince me otherwise because I see that and I just think icky. Icky. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely icky. So I got uh, a text from one of my good friends who's a jazz drummer. And he's been my friend since we were 13 years old. And he said, you've got to read this book, dude. It's going to change your life. And I was like. My artistic jazz drummer friend is doing this gross, like... Stick it to the man friend? Yeah, stick it to the... Like, what the heck? And he said, no, 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 the title's terrible. Get past it, get into it, read it, it'll change your life. He couldn't have been more right. And the premise is very simple. It's two facets, really. One, the assumption that people like to talk about themselves and feel heard and special. And two, so when you talk to them, make sure they feel that from you. Don't make it about you. Now, Marlon Brando, and I've mentioned him, would never talk about himself. He wasn't a movie star. He was technically, but he was truly an artist and an actor because he would talk to everybody, cabbies, you know, cops on the beat, neighborhood people, because he wanted to, you know, learn about people genuinely. But he just met so, so many people. It wasn't about him. He'd always make it about you. And so people who had the joy to encounter him uh, in his early days just thought he was phenomenal. And it make when you do that, it makes someone feel heard and special and listened to, and they like that. People like that. That's all the premise of the book is. And it goes into more detail. He had a business meeting with a guy who I think was a hunter. And so he did his research before he went, and he just said, oh, you know, I bought you – uh, this so-and-so scope for your hunting rifle. That Killing it so far, yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. What, was the, what was the size of it? Uh, the, the, mm. the scope was mm. the um, scope size. Foker oh, the scope 700. Foker. 700. On, yeah, and he was from the 20s, so it only fit on the 1920s rifle. I think I, I know this express. one. Express. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Express yeah. L. The, the Express L, yeah, yeah. because the uh, Express um, uh, R, R line not, was not, yeah, yeah, that was not the I one. I remember that. Now. Yeah, yeah. So he, that that's an improv, folks. <laughs> remember Mindy? Okay. Didn't say it was a great one. <laughs> didn't, didn't say it was a great one. Moments. Moments are just going by. We're letting it go. But the point was, and the guy was, he made it about his hunting, his hobby. He talked to that for a while. And then out of nowhere, the guy said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you my business. It had not, he literally almost didn't talk about his business at all. He just felt, wow, someone who cares enough to be interested in who I am. So that's basically it. Guys, get this book. Read the book. Read the book. It's still one of the most effective books. And it's so simple in its present. Uh, premise. Mr. Fontabulous, have you had the pleasure of reading this book? I had to read it in college, yes. And? Um, in a class? Yeah, I think for a finance class, which seems sure. very on brand, but wow. um, it's great. I think it's a lot of stuff that is... Um, it's it's kind of timeless. Kind of timeless. I mean, it's stuff that you'll hear people say like, um, be empathetic. The thing is, Roxy, it's funny because the title feels so selfish, but the yes. philosophies behind it are so other-centered. It's so, yeah, it's it like, has listen, nothing to do with avoid you. arguments, yes and other people, let the other person talk more than you are, two ears, one mouth kind of. But it's great to hear it reminded. So Yeah. Why I think it's really great, too, is I know this show is called Acting Class Weekly, but we are in studio right now as hosts. And I think that... One of the great things I've learned about hosting is if you ever interview a celebrity or a subject, the people want to hear about them, not mm-hmm. about you. So it's, right. it's always a uh, great reminder that that's because when you're talking to somebody, it's about getting their story. Yeah. And I, I think for acting, for uh, hosting, for anything in this space, even if you're talking to a crew member. Yeah. Uh, 
it, let the spotlight be on them for it's a minute. It's the hardest part about me hosting is that, you know, I have to be the expert and have I'm to I'm asking you the t- questions. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So that that's the hardest part. So it's a phenomenal book. So tip number one, definitely, definitely pick up that book. Now, a lot of people th- ask me, where where's the best places when you're a beginning actor? The number one place to me is get into an acting class, even if you don't need it, like the guy I mentioned earlier, the young actor I'm working with earlier. That's an interesting way that you put it. I wanted to ask you about that before. When you say don't need it, you're talking about ability? His craft is at a place that he – listen, you can always grow and get better. So maybe I'm – treading on dangerous ground here. You can always grow and get better. But he's certainly not someone who's uh, just stepping into town and doesn't know how to look at a script, make choices, be effective. Right. He understands the scripts. He makes really good acting choices. Because I have a ton of series regular friends who are still in their classes. You know, yeah, and, friends, that, and, so. and so, so that is my bad. Meaning, I think I mean at the beginning level. It's not like he doesn't understand the craft at all and needs to learn it. So let me clarify and thank you for that. Um, so that's really important. My groundling friends I've had forever. They're still my friends today. People from Playhouse West uh, that I studied with, still my friends today. I am back teaching at Playhouse West because of my networking that was easy to work with, and now I'm a teacher there. So acting classes are the best places. So go to many, um, or definitely when you're in one, make the most of it. Talk to people, ask them about themselves, and I'm even going to walk you through how to do that in a few minutes. When you say classes slash workshops, I know a lot of people have been advised against these workshops because... It depends on the workshop. Okay, so maybe we'll do a separate uh, Yeah, I mean, work, workshops, workshops to me, uh, yeah, we can do one on that. Like, I run workshops, and I'm not here saying, oh, I'm a casting director, and if you pay me, then I'll get you on my show. Right. You know, I'm just an actor trying to teach you my craft. So be careful about those and be wary, and you'll have to do your research. But even in those, when you're around people, you meet people. Make the most you know? of it. Yeah, make the most of it. Meet many people. Social outings, obviously, when you're out with friends, try to meet people. Ask people about themselves. I had a student in my class who was kind of quiet, and he just said, yeah, just no one – seems to talk to me. And I said, have you talked to them? And he said, what do you mean? I go, who have you gone up to today and said, how are you? Oh, did you write that sketch you said you were going to? I thought it was really funny last week. I can't wait to see the rewrite. Have you said anything to anybody? And he said, no. And I said, so what what are you expecting? You're not going to get anything. If You're showing no interest in anybody People who you show no interest in won't have interest in you. When you talk about social outing, Sean, does this mean bowling alley, bar, walk in the park? Anywhere, anywhere that you're out meeting people. Gosh, I have friends at my local Trader Joe's that they're like, hey, hey, I give hug the guys and, <laughs> and slap five with women and, you know. Terry and Jimmy. Terry and, yeah. and Jimmy. Sam from Trader Joe's. Hey, Sammy. I see you, Sammy. Sam. He knows me. Uh <laughs> He's my boy at Trader Joe's. Like, I have friends at uh, different places. And guys, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Weird tangent. I'm a really good tenant. I don't complain. I pay on time. I ask a friend who was a landlord. He goes, just don't complain a lot and pay on time. That's it. And I did more than that. I'm friendly to him. I inform him. Everybody's rent in the building has gone up a few hundred bucks except mine. That's great. So that's what we're talking about. It's effective everywhere and anywhere. Social media is a great place to do it. To be really um, friendly, reach out. I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little later, but I'll spill the beans now. I'm going to Memphis to do a corporate improv workshop because an old friend from high school was saying that he does goes into corporations and does w- workshops and um, – classes on how to be more effective i asked him if he ever used improv we got in discussion cut to next week i'm flying to memphis to work with him just to clarify here though because sean uh i've been hosting for 10 years now and people will reach out to me on social media Mm -hmm. all of the time yes and they'll say can i have a job right and i think they think they're networking by doing that so can you talk about what is appropriate and what is a not appropriate form of social media networking right social media networking is like i what i did to this guy his name is brad fetterman memphis that's a really good company fnh solutions you i just said hey i've got an idea and he said what 
And I said, have you ever done corporate improv? He said, I actually have. I just don't have anyone of your caliber. Do you think you'd be interested? Yes, I do. Now, I didn't go to him and say, hey, dude, hire me for corporate improv. You want to be... You also knew him. Uh, I've, you... He is one of my friends from high school's little brother. Okay. So he wasn't... So he was he's in your an circle. He's an acquaintance, but not someone I know that well. So you tread lightly. You tread lightly and respectfully. Unfortunately, I had someone who I did an interview with this week on a podcast, and she's been like every like four or five times a day been talking about things and saying I was her niece thought I was cute and all this other stuff and unfortunately that's a boundary that she crossed that now it makes me uncomfortable do you know sorry what I, mean? I don't get it oh like she, she she did an interview with me and then she needed to do follow-up for some certain things but then it kept going and going and going and going and it, and it was too much and and saying things like oh your niece thought you were cute I know you have a girlfriend but I know you know but oh. then I just keep going Older on and niece, on and, not like kidneys yeah 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 okay yeah but they kept going and kept going and and so I had to put a little bit, bit of boundaries on there be respectful always assume that someone is very very busy very very busy and approach it as if you were walking into a store where it's really busy so you say to roxy hey i would love to i would love to get into what you're doing if you ever have the time to reach out and give me a couple tips i'd appreciate it if not i realize you're busy and even sean you even did that with me and we're friends when you were doing uh you do this social media competition i guess yeah, you would yeah, call yeah, it yeah, yeah, the, and you said to me i'm sure you don't have time to do this because i right. know how busy you are right. but i wanted to say i would like you to do it if you want and then then i was like yes i do want right because you didn't say hey you need to fit this into your schedule right. because we do this together and so yeah, yeah yeah and that would have really turned me off so i think that it's a good right good it's, tip. it's so tread what, lightly tread lightly that's a really good tip um and if you're on a set always Always. I always say to people, if you don't walk off a set with two or three phone numbers, then you have not had a fulfilling day. And I'm not talking about the acting. I'm talking about using the opportunity to be around people who are doing your business. And if you can't be friendly enough with a few people to grab a few phone numbers for the future, then you're not really networking correctly. So these are all places to do it. So quickly, general tips that I would say specifically – now you're in your class. Now you're in your uh, set or whatever. The basics are these. Show interest, and this was from a Forbes article about networking. So props to them. So it has to be right because it's Forbes. Yes. Show interest, <laughs> show interest in who they are, their story. Be curious about who you are. Hey, oh, so how long – when I came to the AfterBuzz party, it's that kind of thing – where I was a new host. I haven't been here very long. You're I talking about our holiday party. Your holiday with, party with a bunch, bunch of, people of people from everywhere. And I didn't know anybody. And it's the kind of thing you always, you know, turn to your significant other. And I turned to Shannon and we were both like, Ugh, we don't know anybody here. Oh, well. So you have that little moment. But then you go in and then you're friendly with people. And you say, I literally say, say, oh, what show do you, how are you associated with AfterBuzz? Oh, really? You host that show? That's really great. Da, 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 da. I actually work with Roxy. Oh, you know Roxy? Great. Mm-hmm. I actually work with Jeff. Oh, you know Jeff? And then it just starts conversations and then they grow. But I showed interest in who they were. And you left with a couple of numbers from there. Yes, I did. And again, yeah, I did. you were with your girlfriend. I don't mean numbers yes, in that way. Right, I mean, exactly. Contacts. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Sheena just bonded hugely with this one woman who was, uh, they were just going there. They were geeking out about their. Uh, TV loves and things like that. But we were just open and friendly to making sure we talk to some people and find out a little bit about themselves. So that is what you got to do. Show interest in somebody. Really basic, and I don't need to, you know, break this down any further. Smile. Just smile. You know, it, it means a lot. It's a huge, huge thing just to show that you're happy to be there. Posit, you know, there's more uh, bees with honey. Let's, I mean, just be that person, even if it's hard. Don't be fake, but just smile and enjoy the fact that you're lucky enough to be meeting people, period. So that pretty much is clear. That one can be hard for us East Coasters. You gotta, I have true. to constantly remind myself, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, don't, don't look so pissed off yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you have a resting bee yeah. face. Yeah, I do. I've really? got the resting bee face. Uh-oh. I try not. I try. I, it's gotten better. Yeah. But it, growing up in Boston, the same thing for New York and Philly, I think, as yeah, well. Yeah. If you're walking down the street and somebody smiles at you weird, it's a fight. Like, why are yeah. you smiling at me? What, yeah, yeah. what happened? And then I moved to L.A. and I had to learn very quickly, oh, you have to smile at everybody. Yeah. You've got to. Yeah. It's, it's just a good thing. And it, there's scientific fact that it actually makes you feel better. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, listen to what they're saying and then show that you listened later on. So let's say we're getting in a conversation and we get in a conversation about ice cream. And you say, my favorite is strawberry. Right. So we're talking, mingling later. And I say, come over and I say, hey, uh, I guess they haven't put desserts out yet. No strawberry ice cream. That's for sure. Then I know you heard me. Then she knows that uh, she heard I heard exactly who she was, what she said. And it shows that I was truly interested enough to retain it instead of just now we're not saying smile and not listen to take it in. So that's always a really, really good tip. So. Um, we'll go over this in your acting class, but if you're talking to somebody and they're doing a scene and you come back and it's from Streetcar Named Desire, then you come in a couple weeks later when you see them and say, hey, how's the streetcar scene going? Yeah. You know, the show interest. most basic thing to remember also, though, this is really hard for people. I, if you're this kind of person, you have to figure out the tricks that help you, their name. Yeah. Remembering somebody's name. Remembering someone's name. Is so all the difference. There's a, there's a huge, and I'm really bad at it. I have to work really hard. When I'm on a set, I write everybody's name down in my phone. Me too. I, I write them down because I, it, there's just so many people. Of course, they're going to know my name more because they've been talking about me. And it's on a call for sheet. For weeks, and it's on a call <laughs> sheet. And they've, you know. Um, but there is a tip, and it's a visualization tip which is you visualize somebody. So I take in Roxy's face, right? And you say, Roxy Stryer, Roxy Stryer. So you can visually, because they say visually, you learn more. uh, I would picture you as like the thing from the Fantastic Four, covered in rocks. You know what I mean? So rocks. And then then think of uh, like that guy kind of striding. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe him walking on your shoulder with a really funny stride and you keep that visual and then you go, oh, Roxy, Roxy Stryer. The other thing that I learned is always at least say it out loud. Yes. So if you say to me, hi, I'm Sean Whalen. I say, hi, Sean Whalen. I'm Roxy Stryer. Right. Just you saying it out loud one time. Yes. Will help it in yep. your mind. Yeah. Um, if you are going to meet someone who you don't know a lot about then do some research about who they are. I've got my coffee with Peter Lenkoff in a couple of weeks, to, and I'm definitely going to do a little wiki search and see where he grew up and you know, know a little bit about him before I have that coffee. It's really important to do that, just like my story about the hunting. Um, be yourself. I'm not asking you. This is the one thing. People go, oh, it's so phony. We're not asking you to be phony. We're not saying... Some really rude person who's super jerky, you have to sit there and smile and try to take interest in them. And what if they are the most powerful person in the room? You get a bad, then don't worry about it. Go to someone else. Don't be fake. Don't be disingenuous to who you are. Talk to the people that you're attracted to. And I mean that in a way, the friendly way, not a sexual way or anything like that. But we've got the energy honest. you're attracted to. Yeah, the energy that you're attracted to. I'm not asking you. That's that's the thing that people always say. Well, I don't want to be a big fake phony. Well, I'm not that kind of person. It's like okay, but you have to show that you care about other people. We're in a business that literally is the part of the business. You're working with so many people, um, so it's really really important to just be yourself, be genuine, and hang with the people who you click with. It's fine. I probably could have met a few more people but at the AfterBuzz holiday party, but Sheena and I were clicking with one of your hostesses, and we spent a long time, but yeah. we were having a good time. That's so, why you said walk away with a couple of numbers. You didn't say yeah. who's, so if that's the gaffer yeah. and a, an extra, then that's who it is for that day. Also, if you say... Um, you tell a story that's relatable. So I would say to you, 
Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's not just there. In Maryland, sometimes people would get really weirded out if you smile too much, too. I grew up in Maryland, and, and so when I was there, there was a lot of guys who would be really, really adverse to smiling because they thought it was weak. Then it shows understanding. I'm personalizing it to kind of reiterate what you're saying. So that's another good tip. Tell a story that kind of complements something that they have said. That's another way. And like I said, leave with phone numbers. Leave with a few phone numbers, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Uh, account, anything that you can. So let's break it down for in an acting class. So this is one example of a location you're in and how you specifically can how you would do it. You've never been to this acting class. You walk in, you sit down, someone sits next to you, strike up a conversation. Now, be, I told you as actors, always read the room. If they are busy in a scene, you don't push into them and go, hey, you know, read the room. If they're friendly, most people in an acting class, if they sit next to you, hi, hi, how are you? And you can start a conversation. How's your day? Yeah, my first day in the class. Uh, so the questions you can ask once you do the basic icebreakers, where are you from? Where are you from? Most people aren't from L.A. <laughs> Most people are from elsewhere. How long? Or have you... if they are from L.A., wow, what part that's of LA? crazy. What yeah. part? There's mostly what... transplants. Where are yeah, you from here exactly. specifically? Uh, how long have you been in this class? Do you like the class? Is it really hard? Is it? And they they love talking about the class and if they love it and say, hey, they it's really really great. But just don't do anything by this playwright. He hates that playwright. You know, anything, any kind of tips, and you're finding out more about them. Do they like the class? Uh, and this is an L.A. question. You can do anything for regional. But you're like, oh, how, how's your commute? You know, how's the, you know, do you have to take a lot of freeways? Is the parking really hard around here? These are all very L.A. questions. Yeah. You've seen the Californians on Saturday Night Live talking about how to get places they do talk. People do talk about that in Los Angeles. But if you're in New York, you say, "Oh, I get oh, so do you Uber here? No, I take the train. Oh, which line does it go there? Mm-hmm. You know, you can talk about them and where they're from, and then the simplest things. You know, uh, your family. Where's your family from? Where are you originally from? How did you get into acting? How did you find this class? These are all very specific things that you can start acting in your acting class and do it with a few people and you will be surprised how many people will just respond. And, you know, you're asking them all about themselves. And actors like to talk about themselves, but everybody likes to talk about themselves. What are some good ones to avoid when you're first meeting people? Well, number one, I was saying, you know, don't read them. Read their vibe. But I'm saying specific questions. Like, should you walk in and say, did you vote for Obama? Yes, exactly. Politics, religion, um, very... um, very personal things of problems in your life, do not throw that on somebody within the first 10 minutes of meeting them. No one wants to hear about the fact that your boyfriend cheated last night or your girlfriend cheated last night when you don't really know them. Those are boundary crossers. You don't want to talk about how they look or... So somewhat um, surface-level questions yeah. that can't really go wrong. Yeah, they so can't really go wrong. it's not offensive in any way. Yeah, so you're not yeah. asking them... Exactly. And, and saying to a girl or a guy, ooh, you look hot. You know, no, do not, you know, how do you, how do you look so good? You go to the gym... Like, don't say any of that kind of stuff. Uh, just friendly surface stuff. And then as it goes further, obviously, in, you know, mm-hmm. 10 weeks when you're best friends, then you, you can, can say, can I, you know, borrow that gym membership? Something or, I'm learned, and, and Sean, I think you probably relate to this. What is normal in your life might not necessarily be normal in somebody else's life right. also. So keep that in mind. A lot of the initial questions to me have to do with... Um, you know, where do your parents live? And right. for I always answer, you know, my dad lives in Boston. They say, what about your mom? I say, oh, you know, she actually passed away. Right. And I say that very matter-of-factly. I've been living with that for a while. Right. But they, it makes people uncomfortable. So I've tried, I have started, like, changing the story. So just know that your situation might not be somebody else's. So you right. don't want to ask questions that could end up putting yeah. you in an uncomfortable position, which is why I like specifically to the acting class, 
talking about how they got here. What do you know about them? You know they're in acting class. Right. So keep your questions relevant to that. Yes. And the city they're in as opposed to like if they're in a relationship, right. what their family, what, right. things like that. Right. Right. Now, you can say, oh, are you from a big family or, you know, anything like that. You can. Just know that the responses. Right. They may not be great. Right. So. And, and, and if they are, just if you do do that, if I did that to you, let's say, I would just say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I say, no problem. And, we, and that would And be then it. we have to move on. Right. And that would be Because people harp it. on things. So right. general questions, I think it's always best yes. to keep it, like you said, Sean, about mm-hmm. the, the individual person and yes. about the, the situation you find your guys self in. Right. Now, on a set is going to be different. You run into a lot of people, like I said, who know you because in a production meeting they've said, okay, tomorrow Sean Whalen's coming in. We have to, he's coming to the set at this time. We need him in makeup and hair, and his costume's got to be ready by this time. So we want to plan to shoot him here, and then we'll have him driven over to this other location. They, they know you, and you don't know them. So make sure I, this is just the simplest thing. I always just introduce myself. I'll say, they'll say, hey, Sean, or they'll just, they'll know I'm Sean, and I'll say, hey, and what's your name? And I'll do the either repeat or the visual, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I get away from them, I go on my phone and I put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, production assistant, Julie. You know, I'm going to put that down. Makeup, Cheryl, hair, Rob. You put the name and the, the department. No, and so the, not a, a visual cue to them. You a, could. Sometimes I've done that. Okay. And said, uh, you know, uh, Redhead with freckles, because there's six PAs. Do you know what I mean? You can do something like that. Um, And you just do that for yourself so you can say it, and then practice every time you see them saying that. Um, If you're fun fun and funny, and I'm going to do a whole show about how to behave on a set so it looks like you've been on sets your whole life. So you know what you're doing. Again, that's taking care of that part of the work that shows you're a professional. Um, then that they will appreciate that, that you know what's going on. You know that the PA needs to know where you're going. You don't just walk, you know, a mile to the outhouse bathroom without telling anybody so they can't find you. Just simple things. And, um, and then keep notes of all the, their names in the departments and do the same thing we just spoke about. Ask them. I told my uh, student when he went into an audition, and this is for a comedy. Comedies are fun. Comedies are fun, and they work with fun people. Mm-hmm. I said, walk in the room and just go, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Just that. Just that. You know how many actors walk in and never even acknowledge them? No, they're just you know, thinking about themselves. Because they're so and, thinking. Yeah. And then I said, you know, if it's a comedy, they want to hire you a fun person. But let me ask you this, Sean, because... All right, I have a friend, her name is Tiffany Smith, and mm-hmm. she was just talking to me about she is playing Meghan Markle in the new... Um, Hallmark movie okay. uh, or or Lifetime movie, sorry, the okay. Lifetime movie uh, Becoming Royal. Mm-hmm. And she was, it's one of the first big sets she's been on. Okay. And she was telling me she's such a social person, she's such a networker, but she has a lot of really big emotional scenes in this. Okay. And she was saying because she had set the tone that she loves to talk to everybody, she would be trying to Right. Prep for these really big emotional scenes. So she would have to be a little despondent looking at the floor and she was worried that the people she had to say like can i have a little quieter of a set or things like that to make sure her performance goes right so something like that audition or with my friend tiffany how do you make sure that you can still give the best performance while focusing on the networking side so what i say is you walk into the audition you're saying or on the set you're doing your normal stuff i worked with philip seymour hoffman on twister and when he would, he'd be joking with us. He'd be playing. When they knew it was about to be ready for shooting, he stepped away from us and he walked around in a circle, looking down the floor and kind of getting into character. We knew that was the time that the work began. I was like that on People Under the Stairs. But I just said to the PA, I said, hey, I need to prepare. So. Uh, they would put me over here and he kind of stood nearby and when like maybe hair or makeup came over and they said he's preparing he'll be ready for you in a second so you can tell a PA that and just say hey I'm going to start preparing now or just be honest to the people if you're that friendly and just go I got to go prepare that's all no one would ever say what are you doing in the middle of a camera guy's 
setting up that he has to go get a lens from the truck. You wouldn't go, where are you going? But what if you're walking into the audition and some of the actors don't speak because they can't transition as quickly as you can, you know? So you can still be friendly in the zone because this is what this guy was saying. He hasn't done a lot of comedies, but he would, you know, go in being the character. And you can. You can still walk in, say, I'm a really scary person, and I just go, hi, how you doing? If there are any kind of casting director of salt or any kind of work, they'll know what's happening. They'll know what's happening, but you can still be friendly. And then, so, even before, you can say, how you doing? Okay. And they'll know you're in that zone. And then afterwards, you can say, whew, man, I'm going to have to. I always, after those kind of ones, I'll be like, man, I'm going to be shaking that one off for a while. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, something, okay. and they go, oh, it's, that's great. So she on that set should just be able to tell people, say, okay, I got I love you. I got to go prepare. And that's it. We I used to sit and talk to everybody in the waiting room for an audition, and I realized it was screwing me up. And now all my friends who've been in it for a long time will say, hey, hey, and it's a, I'll talk to you after. If you want to hang up, because we know we have to now do our work. So just be clear and honest. And if you're friendly enough, it will come across as clear and honest as opposed to off-putting. Great. That's my advice for that. So uh, now I'm going to give you literally specific things of what has come from my networking over the years. My daughter just bought a $2,000 car from a friend of mine from Groundlings 30 years ago. Great. I love that. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh, our live studio audience! Thank yay, you. Thank They're you. They're so happy about they it. Are. I think it's the orchestra for the you theme music. Get a, <laughs> you get a car. You, you get, get a, a car. car. Uh, m- the Memphis trip I mentioned was from Facebook reaching out. Uh, I just got two new. Remember, I was worried about. Well, the, yes. that show got picked up. So I'm definitely going back to do looping on that show. And at this wedding, I met another guy who's got another show, and I asked him about looping. That's another show. And then I reached out. uh, My other friend's show got picked up, and I was very nice and didn't push for this season. But my manager said he would love to have you on there. So I've got three looping shows coming up in the next year because I reached out, and they were all friends. Wow. All friends. And that's going to make a huge impact on me. Anybody who's listened to the show previously knows what it is but for the people who are new it's it's basically an adr um it's behind the scenes recording if there was a crowd and roxy and i were doing a scene and there was a crowd well those extras aren't allowed to talk we go in there and fill in some of the talk in the background great so background noise um and then i just got uh my friend felissa who again i will bring in here because she is an independent horror hustler she horror hustler she's a horror hustler she's a horror hustler mm-hmm. i heard Sorry. you the okay. first time mm-hmm. uh but she has branded herself hustle so hard and i'd kind of fallen off the horror convention circuit and so she helped me i talked to her she got me uh, a friend of hers that she loves and is representing her and they got me a convention and she just said just go to that convention when you see this person she loves to party and have fun just do you and have a ton of fun so i'm like auditioning again because if i'm fun with her i will i'm gonna get more work that's great so this is all gotta be fun sean and i am sitting here today because i knew how to network with roxy and kevin months ago and i just want to tell you guys speaking of networking mr fantabulous and miss phenomenal every guest that i've had when i touch base afterwards they say roxy and jeff are so wonderful and nice and made me feel so comfortable that's great so that's huge so now if i say to mindy sterling i want to use another person from groundlings I know she knows everybody in the Groundlings. She could easily go, ooh, don't do it. It's not fun. It's not fun. I mean, we know Sean, but those other two are not. And now you've made it easier for me because you know how to network. I'm really happy to hear that, Sean. Yeah, seriously. They just thought that you guys were lovely. So that's really, really fantastic. So Stories from the Set is an old movie with uh, the uh, Lucas Till who was is the new MacGyver. So Stories from the Set, this is Stories where... from the Set is going to be a movie I did a long time ago called Laid to Rest, an independent horror movie. On that set, I had so much fun with the crew, and there was a couple people I did not like, and I'm not in touch with them anymore. So that mm. goes to being phony. So uh, but nana, the, nana, boo-boo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked being with uh, Lucas Till, 
who, like I said, is the new MacGyver. I liked uh, Brandon Trost, who just who became a friend, and I've he introduced me to Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie put me in Halloween Two and his latest movie because I knew how to hang with Rob Zombie. Um, I I want to know what that means. Uh, I think I talked about it on the show. Remember sitting in the rain and talking movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hanging, That's with, what Rob I was, hanging with Rob Zombie. That, you talk movies. You talk movies and things that are going on in the movie theaters. And old movies, new movies, everything. Um, and then uh, Jason Trost, him and his new wife. Well, they've been dating for a long time. Ooh, time goes fast. But his wife. He and I have become very good friends. He's put me in every single independent movie. These were just people that were on the set. In every single independent movie he's ever done. And now he's helping me to produce and get my movie crust off the ground. And this is all from one movie in Maryland like 10 years ago that I made these connections. So that's what networking can do. That's and awesome. I really clicked with these people. Now, there was other people that I enjoyed from that set, but not to that level. And I, whenever I see them, it's all good. There's some people, like I said, I didn't really care for and were not the greatest people in the world. And so I don't. But that's okay. Not everybody's going to be great. So you don't have to schmooze and be liked by everyone. Maybe that's another good piece of advice. Don't look to be liked by every single person on the set. It's just like the world. You're not going to be liked by every single person. So don't make that a goal. Just find the people that you click with and who you would like to learn more about and spend more time with in the future, either business or social. So Love that, Sean. Yeah. So that is my story from the set. Uh, And it's, it's so funny because he's done a couple other movies, the director, but uh, I died a horrible death at the end of that one. You want to know how I died? I do. I was shoved down on a counter. and So far, so good. Uh, my head smashed on a counter. Mm-hmm. And you know the tire the tire things? That, that, like, oh. And he shoved that the in my ear. Thing. Yeah, the air tire thing. Shoved that deep in my skull. Pressed it really hard. And my whole face undulated. Oh, and, my God. And, and blood came out of my face. And I fell, is, fell down. Is there scientific truth to that? Um. Probably not. Okay. Probably okay. not. But that was a really the hardest thing about that was it was they had a mat shot and I had to keep my head still. Now a mat shot, everybody, means since they're gonna put visual effects on top of it, I have to remain perfectly still. And I was standing with my head on a counter like that for two hours. It was excruciating. My neck, and it was from three in the morning till five in the morning. Good hours. Yes. To, especially to have your neck twisted. So that is the power of networking. That is how, listen, you came in here today and you said something right before we went on air. You said, how did that conversation go uh, with this person in your life that we spoke about a couple weeks ago? That's perfect networking. That shows you listen. It shows you I will care. take that compliment you all know what day, I mean? Sean. So it's really, really important so, Roxy, where can we find you? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous. You guys can catch me everywhere at um, Jeffrey Seagram. And I have to quickly shout out Roxy. Yes. Um, you mentioned Game of Thrones during the network plug that you gave earlier. Yes. And Roxy actually just published a really thoughtful and well-written, insightful article on Playboy.com, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Jeff. Ooh. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. So I, I, I want to really look that up. Yeah. I want to look that up. It's really awesome. And um, I know you guys know Roxy's a great host, but she's also a great, great writer. So you should definitely check that Thank out. Thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, yeah, thanks. See? That's kindness. And he's talking about her. And I mean it. It's and I'm he not mean it. And he's being genuine. Yes. Mr. And you. you can find me at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. And Sean Whalen Peeps, join the group. You can hear everything about what I'm doing on Facebook. As always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.